Another night here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm here with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hutz, and I'm Alan Stanger. You know, we're going to do a little taste testing. So, our listener right. from Georgia Ooh. sent us some special chocolates. They're special because it's from Quintessential Chocolates. Quintessential Chocolates. Yes. So, okay. there's two different flavors here. We'll pass them around. She asked us to give a little uh, review review on them. We'd so, love right? to do a review. The first one we're going to pass around is small batch bourbon filled chocolates from Garrison Brothers Distillery. So and they are located in where? Do we know? Well, there's a big star, so I'm guessing Texas. Texas Just one. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, Ruben. Just one. Ruben. We all want to have one. Tech on it. <laughs> Well, I wasn't sure if there was two flavors. Yeah, so Garrison okay. Brothers is a Texas straight bourbon. Okay, great. All done in small batches. I need one. Oh, I, oh, I thought uh, you yeah, already got yeah. yours. Garrison Brothers, right? Yes. Yeah, you wanted to be last, so you can get the last three. So, so Ann's brother was at the old man's breakfast this morning. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you on that bourbon one. What do you think? Am I supposed to? We put, go put ahead and whole, try it. Put the whole thing in your mouth and close your mouth because there's a lot of liquid in there, man. Well. That's what. Holy cow! Woo. Oh wow! But I'll tell you wow. what. Oh my! Damn! That's some good. So stuff. there's two. You guys can have. <laughs> that hits on multiple got, levels. We got guys. two more coming that way for table twelve. Wow! Wow! I need to review this. So for anybody that's ever had chocolate filled, or excuse me, bourbon or alcohol filled chocolates, there's nothing like these. Wow. Wow, those are awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's like a half an ounce. Half a shot in yeah, there. Yeah, that's a half a shot. But it hits on multiple levels. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, you got the sweet and then all the... The bourbon isn't overpowering. So the, the chocolate, the, the bourbon... Crunch. The bourbon was from Garrison Brothers Distillery out of Texas. It's small batch bourbon. Uh, and quintessential chocolates. Quintessential chocolates is the manufacturer of the chocolates. So that's, let's pass the next... Good, that's some good stuff Let's right pass here. the Thank next you. one around. Well, the next one is Tennessee Whiskey Liquid Center Chocolates, and it's the same quintessential chocolates from Texas also. So let's grab this it's one out wow. here. You know, I'm a bourbon guy, and that's some... I'll tell that you was what, good. That's some special You know stuff what? Right I love there. the fact that it's got different. It's got chocolate. It's got The whiskey, crunch. It's, it's got, got crunch in crunch, there, too. Right? Yeah. But I How do they keep that crunchy with the liquid? I definitely like to thank Jeff for the advice to just throw the whole yeah. thing. Because if you, you try to take, take a bite of it, yeah, oh, half a, of it be on you. Yeah, yeah, you'd be wearing it. So if you wow. go to sample or eat one of these, just pop it in and go. All right, we need to. And then pass that over the ladies. Here's ladies? two more. Need to wash it down with some other bourbon to get the chocolate going. <laughs> so are we ready for this one? This is wow, Tennessee going. straight whiskey here, right? Just ahead straight. Of Cheers, everybody. This one isn't bad. It's not bourbon. You know, I, not the I bourbon like, taste, like, but the straight whiskey. Yeah, I, I like, like that. I like bourbon better than I like Tennessee whiskey, but that's that's still really good stuff. 
So you know, I like this. Well, you one. know, part of it is that the chocolate is a very yep rich chocolate. That, yes, yeah. that go, that smooth, smooth yeah. along with the yeah the 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 alcohol does not blanch out the chocolate. I don't know if you can hear that, Alan. Can can you hear? (laughs) Are you over there crunching? It's like what I love about that. How do they keep that? How do they keep that crunchy? It's hidden in the chocolate. I bet. I'm telling you, table twelve, good. That is excellent. Table twelve seems to be doing all right with it. Uh, They're all thumbs Uh, up with it. What do you think, ladies? Good. Which one? They can't say anything. They're eating it right now. uh, Tennessee whiskey. Well, they don't know because they they only got one of each. Oh, I there's, have to tell you, extra, I, so. I, I, out of the two, I'm a bourbon guy. I, yep. I like them both, but I think the bourbon's really good. See, I'm a whiskey. I like the whiskey one better. Yeah, yeah. if anybody wanted to and get And I have an box. Android, too, so. Bourbon. Okay, so on a quality standard, I'm going to impress. I'm impressed by the, the smoothness of the chocolate, the flavor of the bourbon and the whiskey, and most of all, the crunch. Yeah. That's yeah. with that. Yeah, that's what Robin. That's what Robin just said. She said that little cookie or whatever is, is in there is really, it, really yeah, good. Something it's so great. Quintessential Chocolates is the oldest confectionery in the United States, engaged in centuries-old art of creating essential liqueur pralines. From my lovely wife on table 12, she doesn't drink oh, here's how they, or whiskey. But she liked it. She liked the Tennessee whiskey one. Awesome. Here's how they do Neither it. Neither does Marge. So here's the secret. Okay. The praline process. They encapsulate the bourbon within a fine sugar shell to maintain and enhance. So what that crunch is is the sugar shell. Uh-huh. The shell, right. The yeah, sugar, sugar that, shell. That's whole. Rich in cocoa butter, dark cocoa content, and a fine American chocolate surround the liquid center. Okay, where's the next spot? The savory yeah. liquid <laughs> remains suspended within the sugar crust until it is crushed. And the rush of liquid liquid mingles delightfully with the chocolate, creating a sensation of exquisite indulgence. It's excellent. You know, I let me tell you, Garrison Brothers, you got this down. Very awesome. nice job. Awesome. That's very very good. good. Yep. So Garrison, so Alan's we're, we're compliant. Alan's applying for a so, spokesperson job. There, you hear that? <laughs> Garrison <laughs> Brothers is just the the bourbon that's in there. Right. So right. it's quintessential chocolate. Quintessential is it? the ones who make it. it so they have different flavors. We tried the, the Tennessee whiskey and Tennessee then the whiskey. Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon. Some good All stuff. of it is good. But hey, they got good. a website www.liquidchocolates.com. So. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Up. We'll see if we can get a drop ship to the Rust and Nail Speakies. Okay. What do you think? That if would anybody work. wants to gift me a, like a box or a case of that stuff, box bring or it on. Case. So, we'd like to thank Ann from uh, Georgia for sending these up to us. Yes, thank, thank you, Ann. And uh, awesome. Awesome. So, talking about different products. Great. Great product. Let's let's talk about some local stuff. So, okay. I, I, you know, it... it came to my attention last week that there are tons of local a products places stuff to do that most people might not know about so we went to one last weekend oh yeah so how many people do you think know about the laurel hotel well i didn't know about it until you took my wife me and my wife and you went with you and mary a while back that was the first time I had ever been there, and it was really good food. And I, I was first time I've been there. I lived here all my life. I've never been there. Yeah, yeah. Outside of Franklin County, <laughs> it's a well, I think there's there's yeah. 
tons of people inside Franklin County that don't know. Yeah, I, agree. Right. I agree with I agree. you. Yeah. So for those that don't know, it's a um, hotel slash uh, restaurant. Uh, we went for their seafood buffet on a Friday night where they had crab legs, shrimp, frog legs, yeah. fish. Uh, you know, I had the last line of uh, last round strips. of frag, uh, frog legs that were great. Man. Yes, they it's were good. Really I was good. stuffed. I had one, yeah. but I was already stuffed. I know it's... Alan and I made, or uh, Dwayne and I made a mess on the end of the table with the crab legs. That's, that's crab legs. <laughs> it great. was good. It was good. So, for the folks that don't know, you know, they're 15 minutes from Brookville, Indiana. Took yes. us right. You know, uh, it's some good stuff. It's so right outside. If we of reach out for the Connorsville 15. Yeah, it's it's just okay. It's actually a half hour from Brookville, not okay. fifteen minutes. That's it took us a half hour to get there. It's probably a little closer to Connorsville. Yeah, well, it's about the same because I've been. The roads are windier. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's so. Uh, you weren't in the car where I, when I explained <laughs> to Dwayne. So when Mary and I were dating and she lived in Connorsville, I used to come from uh, school functions at Oldenburg oh, yeah. to Connorsville. So I would take one twenty one, which is that road. Sure. So, you think it's windy to Laurel, from Laurel to Connersville? Holy mackerel. It is uh, windy up and down, upside down, and I grew up on windy roads. I'm going to take my motorcycle yeah. up that way. That's yeah. a great ride. 121 is a great yeah. ride. Well, it's yeah. been repaved now, so it's oh, really uh, nice. Yeah, so. I'll definitely have to be a, that'll be a ride next th- that's year. That's one of them. You know, a lot of folks may not know about that. Uh, Laurel... You know, how do I say this nicely? Used to not have a good reputation. Right, right. Um, I I know about five years ago, maybe new people bought that Laurel Land. Um, And it's a stop on the Whitewater Valley Railroad as well. You can do a dinner uh, excursion when they're open. You know, COVID's kind of shut stuff down, but they have a dinner excursion and they they take you by a train from Connorsville to Laurel. So if, if I could touch on that, Alan, uh, also for all you ATV and quad riders, I was just going to say they're also across the bridge from the Haspen Acres. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, which is a big driver for up there and uh, huge, huge for uh, for off road, four wheeling people. Yeah, off road, yeah. uh, nine hundred acres of uh, mud fun. Uh, uh, that was one of my list of touch touch bases, but yeah, and they even made the news this spring when the when all the COVID stuff was going because they opened up. Oh my goodness, they had people was, backed up for they, twenty miles. Yeah, wasn't it crazy? Oh, yeah. it was nuts. So yeah, they made this people want to get out. Yeah, yeah, just want to get out and get away from everybody. So yeah, you got a weekend out here in the Cincinnati area. Take out to take a drive out to Laurel. Visit Metamore, eat at the Laurel Hotel, and uh, if you have a quad or four drive, stop by the mud exhibit. If you don't have one, you <laughs> stop the by and get Acres. one from yeah. me. So. Yeah, we stop by Bischoff's and Hoosier Ford Auto and pick you one up. There you go. No, it's Hoosier Ford Motorsports, isn't it? Hoosier Auto Motorsports. Sales. Yeah, auto Sales. Yeah, That's it. We'll get it right in a minute. Something. Sooner or later. And we're getting ready to change names, too, so we'll screw you all up. Yeah. Uh, so, Dwayne, what you got on your list? I've got a whole list of them, and, and this is, a, I guess, an area. Area area thing is a skyline. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I could eat it three four days a week, and the, the the two the owner that owns the local too is not only runs good restaurants, but is a great person. Takes care of the community, and you know, I was on the volunteer fire department for a lot of lot of years, and whenever there was a fire, food showed up. I mean, his sister at the time, uh, Christina's had Christina's restaurant, but. You know, if if there was something bad happened, you know, where the fire department was out and it was going to be a long night, coffee, pop, sandwiches, whatever would show up, and it was always, you know, 
from Dave and Christina at the time, and now Dave does it, and and still is a big supporter of the community. So yeah, that's for a, people for people outside the area, Skyline is uh, is a kind of a Cincinnati Cincinnati, Cincinnati chili, yeah. uh, chili spaghetti chili and chili conies, and uh, it's actually, I mean, you can. You can uh, get Skyline in a lot of places. You, you know, but when I was a kid, it was only in Cincinnati. So we've got a couple restaurants out this way, and uh, it's kind right. of world renowned, really, as and, far as this type of chili. You can actually, right, and in Moofa Tri County, yeah, there's actually one in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Lauderdale, and, and there's uh, somewhere else, I think there's one. There could be, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I know there's one in Fort Lauderdale, but yeah, it's it is. I guess it's, it's a, a Greek Greek, Greek a, meat yeah, sauce. It's, it's, it's not yeah. really a chili as most people think chili right. is no and it's put on top of noodles yeah it's and very good cheese on it automatically then you can have a choice of beans or onions or both it's a touch a on three the way Wade's four way and a five way is but, the owners of yep. the local skylines are f- they're phenomenal people great, great family right. people and right michelle awesome. and dave yeah are always doing a lot for the community no yes, he is. Yes, so yes. you know he grew he grew up uh with a family that all it gave to the community. They they grew up. They had Deadens Bakery. Right. Yep. Way back. Yep. You know, I remember. You know, in school, he was a couple years younger than us. But I mean, he come to school at eight o'clock, and he'd already helped with you know right. three hundred dozen pastries, right. donuts, and stuff. Yeah, they so. supplied all the local little the little gas stations, general stores, little crossroads, right. uh, grocers yeah. that were you know were you yeah. know in every little crossroad town yep. at the time. Right. Yeah. Right. So his father. Um, Actually passed away this past Just passed week. away, yeah. So Garrett. condolences out there to Dave and his family. Wonderful people. Yeah. So, and it's true there. I mean, back a little quick backstory. Gerhard came from Germany, came as an immigrant, joined the military, and got his citizenship. I believe because of becoming a soldier and fighting during the war. So, I mean, that's just a quick backstory. Of, that's great on the family. So, that's cool. awesome. Cool. That's awesome. So, Jeff, what you got on your list? Well, I think here locally. Um, you know, some of the Ruben mentioned Hasman Acres, but we've got a lot of recreational opportunities here in this area. I mean, and I'll start with you know Brookville Lake and the mm-hmm. and the, that park. Um, you know, so just all kind of opportunities. One of one of the finest boating and fishing lakes in the state, and um, you know they've got they've got a pretty nice beach. I mean, not nearly as busy as it was when we were kids, but. Um, and I'm not sure why all that is, but they got a really good resort up there. Yes, and uh, a lakeside golf course. Great shooting and, uh, range in Egypt Hollow. Shooting range. Yeah, up there. so very nice. You know they've got areas for hunting during hunting season, and and uh, just all kind of great opportunities. And and in the last 10, 12 years, they've added a lot of hiking trails around yes. around the lake that you can get on trailheads and right. do some hiking. And 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 I don't want to forget too when we're just talking about. Uh, the, the the local lake, um, Whitewater State Park, just up the road, right um, towards Liberty, and it's you know it's a much smaller lake, but uh, phenomenal camping uh, and fishing there as well. Yes. So, yes. so you know, I mean, our area has. Uh, and we talk water sports. We got the river, and we got the we got the canoeing. Um, right. We got, we two, got the two, trout stream two, and the spillway. Yeah, you go. Down, goes down through downtown or uh, in Brookville. Right through the Brookville Park. Great place uh, on the river there. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of great opportunities yeah. just for recreational getting out and and uh, enjoying the outside. Right. M- maybe leave your 
iPhone at home. Exactly. You or go. your Android. Or your Android. 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 Yeah, sorry. But, yeah, okay, the nerd trivia, do you know how big the lake is? Oh, I know. 18,000 acres. No. No? No. I, believe it's, well, I don't know about 18 acres. miles. I believe right? it's 22 miles long. 22 miles? Yeah. 8.2 square miles. 8.2 square, square miles. miles. I didn't. They didn't have that. I was thinking the the park itself was like eighteen thousand. I could be wrong. That's absolutely. Could it's be. long. I tell you, it is long. I've heard yeah. it's twenty six miles so, long. Yeah. So, so they, well, it starts here at the dam right. and ends up at Whitewater State Whitewater Park. State yeah. Park just, yeah. Just yeah. Just short of the state park. I remember in the eighties, uh, we would uh, boat up through there, and we got past the north of the causeway. Uh, it actually covered the old town of New Fairfield, right? Yeah. No, and Fairfield. Actually, is it new New Fairfield? Yeah, or just Fairfield. Fairfield. Just Fairfield. Okay. Yeah. Right. The New Fairfield. Right. Right. Fairfield. And um, there was uh, there was used to be telephone poles that were just under the edge of the water, and we would get out of the boat and stand on the telephone. There's still there's still <laughs> some poles there, and we would stand in the middle of the lake, and people would drive by on their boats, and we'd be standing there on the pole, and like. How in the world is that going on? So Ruben and I, so they built Did that. Did you stand there with your arms out? Yeah. And go, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so they built, they started building that lake, that lake in the late 60s, yep. finished in the early 70s. Yep. It was a flood control uh, built by the uh, Army Corps Engineers. Right. In Ruben and I's elementary school, we basically watched them build the dam. We did, in, yes. Uh, well, second, first, second, third grade. You know, with the dynamite going off, oh, rattling yeah. the windows, yes, and, yes. and uh, every day kind of kind of seeing the progression over those right. few years of uh, a whole dam getting I re- built. I remember times riding in the back of my dad's pickup truck when he would drove us through the lake before it was filled with water. So what was neat is they they had the overlook before the lake was right. done. Yes. So we used to come up here. Of course, my grandma and grandpa lived here. So right. As a kid, come here. We'd always drive up. You'd see earth movers and stuff right. down there. And it, right. I mean, it was. It, that's the stuff the kids miss nowadays. So, well, Jeff, they're thinking about that. If you remember, we were in a second grade. I don't know if you remember this or not. You remember the Earth Mother rolling over the front yeah. of the dam? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Keith Raines' brother, Don. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He had, uh, was dry, was leveling hey, on the Earth Mother and no rolled it over. Names. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Producer, you please edit that out. <laughs> Uh, but, but we were on the playground, and we we were on an elementary school, which is in front of the dam, and we watched. I watched a earth mm-hmm. river roll all over, all the way down the dam, and it was a friend of mine's brother that was actually driving that when that happened. So did yeah. he jump out? He did not. He stayed in for the ride. Oh, and gosh. that's the right thing to do, yes. actually. If he, was he stayed in, in, and he actually ended up right just above the spillway. Holy uh, cow! And, uh, yeah, right, right. Man, that he was, was a couple years older than me. Uh, but that was a whole Keith, ride. The yeah, guy so, that did it was Don. Yeah, and so you mentioned your dad took you to drive down there, and, yes. and my oldest brother, you know, um, was home from. I don't know if he was home on leave or or he was back from Vietnam, but took us a drive down there, and yeah. it was kind of it was it was cool because they yeah. had moved Fairfield. Uh, there were still. There were they still, still left buildings. They were still right. houses. There's yeah. still buildings down. They moved the cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was a bridge that crossed the river that they had cut in half, and yes. it was like dropped in yes. half, but it was still there, and they just left it. Right. And then um, as they filled the lake, I remember going up to the overlook. You mentioned mm-hmm. the overlook. Yeah. And as it was filling, I remember we going up there, and as it was filling, just after it got over the treetops, you could you could look down and you could see the tops of the trees just under the right. surface of the water from yes. from the overlook. It was pretty pretty. So it was a pretty interesting time. I, I mean, yeah. Um, and it it's just turned into 
a great recreational area for Brookville. Obviously, it's one of the biggest uh, and I believe, economic drivers for I believe town. it holds the state record for striped bass, I believe. I'm not sure if it still does or it ha- it has it did for a while. It has at times or two. I don't know where the record is. So right I do sounds. know that um, the walleye here... Yes. All the walleye that supplied supplied to all the other state lakes are farmed out of this lake. Great, that's, that's a big a, deal. That's a good note. So that's a good and it's amazing how many walleye are in this lake. Uh, I mean, growing up, I always thought you had to go to Canada or Minnesota. Right, right. But this lake's stocked full of them. So, yeah, great. so Ruben. Uh, I got something that's not necessarily Franklin County, but it's rural to the Tri-County area, and that is uh, Schmidt's Bakery out of Batesville, Indiana. Uh, they're known for their uh, cherry yeah. thingalings. They are. so. And uh, cherry thingalings are... What time of the year is that they do that? It's coming up. It's in February. It's during the presidential week, and it's mm. in remembrance of uh, George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. Ugh. And uh, I spoke to the lady this morning. I went and bought donuts for my staff there, and uh, they're getting ready, and they're expected to sell over a million cherry thingalings this year. That's crazy. So a, yeah. little, a little history about Schmidt's Bakery. So we were talking about uh, the Deadens. So they, they had a special role that they put out every place. So when they closed down, Schmidt's Bakery took that. Oh, no kidding. I yeah. didn't know that. That's so great. I don't know how it was okay. how it's transferred, but that – they used to sell to everybody, right? And then when they shut down, Smith had the same. It, so it, it's it's kind of funny how all that kind of ties. Yeah, so it's just, funny because I was talking to the lady working there this morning. I said, "Are you ready for the thingaling?" And she said, "Oh, we're excited about it." She said, "All the employees are not, you know, you would think that because we're so busy." She went, "We're actually excited." She said, "Because we're always trying to break the next year's record." Yeah, it's crazy because uh, that because those you know, you have people come from Cincinnati and oh, stand in line yes. for like long periods of time oh, to yeah. get these things. It's it's just uh, she it's had an told event. me that mm. now it's gotten to the point where people are ordering them online and yeah. shipping them all over the world now. It's crazy. And uh, so to, to give people a know, if you know what a, a fried fritter is in a biscuit or donut world, it's a fritter, but it's actually a cherry fritter. And uh, they're, they're small. They're, they're not very big. small, right? Yeah. It's like a. Th- it's like, like a think of a glue. chicken, a chicken tender. Only That's a good idea. Yeah. Only it's a fritter, little yeah. fritter, right? And they sell these like crazy, and it's called a cherry thingaling, thing a ling, mm. and that is a reference to uh, George Washington chopping down the cherry mm. tree in the month of February for President's Day, and it has grown through. Unbelievable proportions, and this year she said that they really think they're going to hit the million million uh, mark. And uh, that's crazy. It's a little it's a little shop in the middle of the square in Batesville, Indiana, and uh, very small shop. And they're excited about it. I'm glad to see that the employees are excited about something going on, where in many cases they're not. But I, I'm looking forward to it because I put in an order this morning special for my crew uh, to get the get the first run of them to the crew so uh if you want the cherry thingalings from schmidt's bakery out of batesville indiana you better give them a call and uh look up them up online and get your order in but they will ship you anywhere and uh give and uh i think it's an interesting um thing to take a look at it's very cool and supportive of our presidential and our history so it's it's great good deal good deal so you know what i have realized is those chocolate things we had with bourbon in it there was a lot of bourbon in there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking a shot. I, yeah, I think the same thing. Yeah. Alan. Hey, uh, those guys, two shots in the bourbon. You might want to try these. Try in these. fact, you know what? We're going to order some and send to them. There you go. Be perfect. Go. That's a good Be idea. Be perfect. So, <coughs> I prefer to 
gets them and take them to them. Yeah, well, there we go. We'll take it to them. That would be more of a plan. So right. what I like to do is uh, there's a bed and breakfast now, the, the Dant, Dant family who manufactures, I believe, the Yellowstone, uh, have a bed and breakfast now. So oh. I think that would be a great place for all of us to meet. That's in Mercer. No, 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 Bardstown, right outside Bardstown. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Talking about Yellowstone Bourbon. Yellowstone Bourbon. Oh, okay. I'm all for that. Yeah, I got to make sure I got that right. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good here. So <laughs> if that's not right, I'll edit it out. Corrected. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about, if you notice, there's a food thing going on here. So a place that we talk about a lot and have done a podcast, several podcasts at, is Crazy Dogs. What I didn't know until last weekend is I've been there a bunch, and I always see at the bottom of the menu biscuits and gravy served all day long. So last Sunday, came home after church. My son Levi was in from West Lafayette. I said, let's go grab a bite to eat. So we go to Crazy Dogs, and I'm feeling like biscuits and gravy. And the waitress goes, what do you want to see our breakfast menu? I'm like, breakfast menu? So she brings this two-sided breakfast menu out. You had no idea? I had no idea. No I'm going to tell you, you know, if you get the, the, the downside is they don't open till 11. Sure. But if you want a late breakfast, I'm telling you, some good stuff there right no there. Kidding. Good stuff. I, I had a breakfast bowl that was... Probably nine inches, ten inches around. Wow. I mean, it was no phenomenal. In fact, I had breakfast bowl Monday morning going to work. <laughs> That's how big it was. So, you know, we, we always uh, we give Michael a shout-out from Crazy Dogs. He's been good to us. In fact, he asked us back in uh, spring and in summer, so we'll pick a couple dates and do that. Awesome. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking for breakfast or late breakfast, give them a try. Sounds good. I had no idea. And most people, I think most people did. <laughs> right. Well, right. And, what, and what we've been impressed with, their, their the food that we knew they had was always good. Yeah, I, the wings are I haven't had Best anything wings bad. Around. Well, and the, the gourmet hot dog, you know, I mean, everything we've had there has been, I have not had a anything that I would want to complain about or say wasn't yeah, you know good. What? And let's take one more time. The birthday shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, birth- oh, birthday gosh. cake vodka. Yeah. It was great. <clears throat> yeah, those were pretty good. Yeah. We, next time we do a podcast, we got to do it when somebody's got a birthday. Yeah, Mary said she wouldn't know. Yeah, Mary she was says sick. she wouldn't know because she yeah. was sick. She had well, the COVID. We had yours for you. You Mary. know what that means? You know what that means? We have to have a special birthday for Mary so we can do birthday shots. <laughs> yeah, there okay. we go. There we we'll go. We'll just do it for the hell of it. Yeah. Just, there you go. Hey, it's birthday every day. Yeah. We, can, yeah. we wake That's up right. above the ground it's birthday. That's right. <laughs> All right, Dwayne, what you got on your list again there? Well, I've got another business that also is a family that's t- helped the community and that's Perfect's North Slope for skiing. I mean, they started when we were in high school. Oh, um, back in I the remember early those 80s. days. The well, we, and we went to school with the perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Clyde was, or uh, Chip was Chip actually. Chip was older than us. Well, he was actually my ag teacher for just <laughs> like a year. He's now a state representative, but he was my ag teacher for a year when I was in about, I don't know, 10th or 11th grade, somewhere around there. Um, but Clyde, his dad, his dad was the one who got yeah. it started. And, you know, it, it's a great business. I mean, they, you know, they're faint. Well, I guess. Not world we're down, but in the ski community for the Midwest, it's a very good facility. They now have one in West Virginia now too. A good friend of mine has moved down there. Is kind of helping. What's the name of it again for everybody? Perfect North Slope. There you go. It's on All State right. Road One, but 
you know, it's not just having a business that's good and, and doing a good business, but it's what the business does for the community. And they hire a lot of local <coughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a yeah. great job producer, and they take care of them. And, and when the ski season's over, they have a big party and give away prizes and TVs. That's awesome. I mean, it's not just, hey, here's some free pop and food to get rid of the leftovers. I mean, they have a... You earn points during the year to get by prizes, but you know above and beyond that is my point was what they do for the community. Um, I was involved in Dearborn County Fair for a long time, and we have a uh, the show arena is called the Miss Ellie Show Arena. And for folks from the area that remember the old Dearborn County barns were just kind of scary and hot and short and just kind of nasty. I mean, we had to paint them every year during fair to make them look presentable. Well, they finally built a new building but had no new show ring. Well, Clyde decided there was there needed to be a show ring. So nobody's listening from the county, but he just showed up one day with a crew and metal and started building. That's awesome. And That's great. Yeah. Kind of just build a building, and he's done that. He or he had done that in more than one place because I knew a gentleman that worked for him, um, Booney, and and he said he was very big into horses, loved horses, and he was involved in other 4-H programs. There was another fair that needed a building, and told Booney to get the stuff together. We're going to build a building. They gathered the crew up. They drove in with all the material and just started building a barn. He goes, and wow. we built a huge barn. No, no asking can we. It was just it was a need, and here's where it's going. And they built a building. But I mean, they always supported the community, supported the fair, and and everything around. And you know, like I said, Chips now state representative representing the area for us. So. You know, I have a great fond memory of uh, Perfect North Slopes when in the '80s when uh, when they actually had the ski lift ran by the tractor wheel. You remember that? Yeah. Had a rope that took you, you up with a board behind your back that pushed you up the hill, and you only went halfway up the hill, right? Yeah. And I remember that from the '80s, and it was a wonderful time. And now you can do, you can do tubing and and skiing, and it's really a high ranked resort. So it's crazy. I remember really good when they were first building it. I'm like, who in the world is going to (laughs) skiing here? You know, and you see this one hill. I started with the one hill center stage. I'm like, who in the hell is going to go skiing here? Right. Boy, was I wrong. Well, <laughs> was you wrong? Well, I can tell right. you today, the traffic was backed up from Perfects, which is um, Preble, right. all the way back to Salt Fork. So it was backed up on State Road 1 trying to get in there. That's about a mile stretch on a one-lane road. Right. And then people leaving there to get on the interstate was backed up about a mile going back one. So when I wanted to go home from Larsburg today... I had to take different routes. Yeah, to get around to avoid yeah. being stuck in traffic. And Perfect is known for their Olympics uh, X game, right? Well, well, well. No, one of their skiers, one of their skiers, one of their skiers right? Nick Nick Gepper started yeah, right. started right. skiing there at Perfect North at Perfect Slope. North. So yeah, that's I know there. Jeff uh, Montag's son is a huge fan of Perfect North. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. So he he's a snowboarder, and um, he met his girlfriend there and she was a skier and she worked for perfects running the ski lift and um you know so now they both live out in uh salt lake city and they're they're skiing on the snowboarding on the big slopes out in, <laughs> wow out in park city utah right. and Crazy. that stuff wow. out there but uh but yeah that's uh, it's a funny thing that's that's where they met and um um, yeah, so I think the first time I was, even though, like you said, Rube, when we were in high school, I was never, I never went down there until I was working for right. several years, and 
And uh, probably about the time I got married was probably the first time I went down. So I got into snow, snow skiing. It was easier than water skiing. After I learned how to get up. Um, <laughs> after I learned how to get up off the, off the ground um, easily, um, it was easier than water skiing. And then got the kids skiing a little bit, and then my knees started to give it up. So, so I haven't been down there in years and probably will never what a great do that place. anymore. But, but yeah, the other thing. I used to, I mean, to... To Dwayne's point, I used to even back then. So this is the early '90s. I used to just marvel at the numbers of people Unbelievable. that were out there. It yeah. was like, wow, this is it's well. And, and, and not only that, the people that own that, they also own a hot rod tractor pulling. So they're really big into that group yeah, too. That's so. one of their yeah, yeah. one of the sisters in there. Yeah, right. That. So but yeah, the, the other thing they sponsor. One more thing is they sponsor the the Special Olympics scheme. Right. Yes. Is done at Perfect right. every yes. year. That's great. So that's another another thing they do help you know with the community. Yeah, out. That's awesome. So it's funny Jeff's talking about you know he liked uh, snow skiing better than water skiing. Personally, I've never been snow skiing because nope. I've been water skiing a bunch. So here's here's my analogy. <clears throat> I'm water skiing and I fall down. I hit the water. I'm snow skiing. I'm afraid I'm going to end up like Sonny Bono. Yeah. I just. <laughs> well, I can tell you, Alan. Every time I went snow skiing in Perfect North, it was a butt slide competition yeah. because that's all I did was butt slide down to Dagon Hill. It takes a little bit, but once you once you get it down, once you kind of get it down, I never. I can tell you, I never went down center stage. It was just too yeah. steep for me. You but know, you get on some of those back routes. And you can just kind of ease down them. It's yeah. a nice, it's a nice and see, part of it is part of it's urban legends you hear about. Oh yeah, this guy started up here and he didn't stop till he hit, hit the, the building. building. Well, right. well, and, and, and I can tell you, yeah. this guy, <laughs> first time I went down there, I was younger and and I I went through the bunny hill, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that a few times. Like oh, I got this now, and this was when it was just center stage. So I go up center stage, and at the time, the wood deck at the building was probably. <laughs> 10 inches taller than the snow. Right. So I'm coming down center stage and I'm going, oh crap, I can't stop. Oh crap, I can't stop. So I just go baseball slide. I just I just turn sideways and I'm sliding and chip and somebody else is standing there at the deck, at the edge of the deck and he goes, safe. I said, no, you're lucky. I said, I was about ready to run you over. Well, yeah, I so. can tell you the chairlift guy said every time I come up the lift, he's like, Oh God! Here comes the short fat guy again. <laughs> so, yeah. They had to stop the lift every time and pick me up. So, so the, the first the first time I went down there, I was advised. They were like, "Just get just get a lesson. Just get a beginner's lesson right off yes, the bat. It's yes. it's you know fifteen twenty minutes." Right. And so I did it, and I don't know. I paid an extra twenty bucks for it. But after that, I thought, you know, they'll just do that for free because I mean, how <laughs> so, so I'm right, saying, I agree because I know so many people. That went down there and skied one time, yep. and they were done because they did what Dwayne did, and right. they, had, they ended up with a concussion, a broken leg. <laughs> I, had right. one, I had one guy. I had one guy tell me a story similar to yours, where he came down, and you're talking about that deck. The, the snow hadn't built up even yeah. at the deck yet. <laughs> it and hit he hit the deck. He went under. Oh. It. he went Woo. under it and broke ri- wow. and broke ribs and all kinds of stuff. Wow. Of course, he never skied. He never. He never. You know. He. So, I thought. You know, they just ought to give that beginner's lesson I for agree. free to, sh- to show you how to freaking stop, how to slow down, right? right? And Because how often are you going to take a beginner's lesson? Because you're going to get to a point and not do that. 
but you're going to come back. Right. But right. you know, the tubing and, is and awesome. I think, and I think, oh, now, yeah. I think now they give that lesson for free. Right. That, that I think the family tubing is a great to. ride. If you want to take the family down to do tubing, it's great. It's yeah. awesome. Great time. Yeah, my daughter and grandkids and son-in-law just went yes. down and did that not too I long ago. I saw that. I saw that. All right. So, Jeff, you got something? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about you know, up the road here, we've got Metamore, which is, uh, for, for people not from around here, is a little um, historic town. You know, it goes back to, to pre-railroad. Um, has a uh, has a canal, keelboat canal, that still uh, runs through there. And um, it's a state historic site. And, um, um, and now there is, uh, so if you don't know the history of, of the keelboat canals, they were a big transportation systems that were putting in place until the railroad came along. And the railroads came along, and that was pretty much the end of the canals. <laughs> Correct. And as a matter of fact, the railroads bought the, the, the horse paths along the canals. Right. For the tracks. For the tracks. And they intentionally crisscrossed the railroads back and forth across the canals. Yep. In Kill order them. that the canals would never, they would never have to compete with the canals as right. far as transportation. So right. when it comes to Metamore, everything... From Metamora downriver to Brookville, the railroad's even not no longer in service, and right. they've taken the track up. And we've had some local people take it upon themselves to create a walking, walking trails trail. along that uh, that railroad bed and along the canal. And uh, some local business people who who are near and dear to us that started that and that's grown into something special. So it's just announced today that they got a huge anonymous donation that will allow them to finish and complete what will now be 11 miles of continuous walking path yeah. between Yellow Bank Road, which is up the road a little bit, all the way to Feeder Dam, which right. Feeder Dam is the dam that was created to feed the canal, the water Correct. into the canal. So, uh, so it's I'm, I'm beautiful gonna... country, and you know, if people can come out and support that, donate, donate to that, they still need right. money to finish that up. And and then there's another plan section, the rest away to Brookville. So right. it's uh, it's just a, a really so neat process. the reason the railroad is no longer runs to Metamore is the bridge got washed out. Right, so the the bridge and the railroad. You know, some people don't know that they're like, well, how come the train from Connorsville, it goes to Metamore, doesn't come to Brookville. Well, you can't because the bridge was gone. And so after that, they started taking sections out and making it a walking trail. And that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, they got a, quite honestly, they got a hefty donation. And what they're going to be able to do is pretty phenomenal. So, Ruben, it's up to you again, buddy. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to bring you guys all to the chicken trail, the chicken gauntlet known to locals. And uh, Franklin County, Brookville area has known as the Chicken Trail, or so, what we like to on, call. Hold on, hold on. Okay. There's a Guinness Book of World Record to talk about. Yep, that was going to be ju next. We're just not local about this. That's right. <laughs> so uh, Brookville, <laughs> is, Brookville, Indiana is known as the chicken... Uh, chicken frying capital, capital of, of the, the world. world. We are registered in the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest serving of ch fried chicken. In one day. In one day. And uh, also, is. we have a thing, what we call the chicken trail, or for us locals, we call it the gauntlet. And there is a so, list. So do you know how much chicken was fried in one day? I'm going to say, and I don't know, I'm going to say it was around 1,300. So it filled an entire canoe. Canoe. I know it was a canoe. Full of yeah. chicken. 
Right. And you might think, well, that canoe's not that big. Start putting a couple pieces of chicken in there. <laughs> That's uh, a lot rumor, of chicken. And I don't have the facts. The rumor is around 1,300 pounds of chicken. Um, but you, the gauntlet or the chicken trail is a list of restaurants in the Franklin County, Ripley County, and Denver County area that you can drive and you can do the gauntlet. And you can run each restaurant and try the fried chicken at each one. And then you can make your own decision which place is the best. And that runs anywhere from Brookville, Indiana, for Dairy Cottage, or all the way up to Wagner's in Odenburg, and then out to St. Leon to even Paul's Tavern. Um, And there are many other places in between. So if you would like a great weekend trip, I would try to do the chicken chicken trail slash the gauntlet is what we call it, and uh, try the fried chicken of southeastern Indiana. Uh, I can tell you I have passion of fried chicken. It's been in my life uh, since I was a kid. I fried chicken. You fried a little the, bit in your day, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so I fried chicken for the Mounds Restaurant for years, and uh, and 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 you know, since I was about thirteen years old, and yeah, I can but tell you, you it's you, a passion you, for people in Franklin County. You pan fried, yeah, yeah. I pan yeah. fried. I'm not yeah, one. You're the, not a kettle fryer. I'm not a kettle fryer. I'm a pan fryer, and I like kettle fry too. But uh, you know, someday maybe we can add the, the sugar shack to the list of the gauntlet. Uh, you never know. Uh, speakeasy. Yeah, so. Rusted nail speakeasy. Rusted nail speakeasy. Yeah. But if you are now in southeastern Indiana and you want something to do for a great weekend, then run the gauntlet. And let's see if you have what it takes to hit all the restaurants and have a piece of fried chicken at each one of the gauntlets. If you can, if you can do that, you're a, you're a, man man, a bigger man we are. You're a bigger man we are. But it's funny I, you say that. So we know people that live in Cincinnati yes. that drive just here yes. to have chicken. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, so to give you an idea about this gauntlet, I was working in Rochester, New York, and I went to uh, my facility. I was in the a, in a plant that I was working on. I went out and I was in a cafeteria where I was at, and I, I picked up a newspaper, and I looked down, and I thought, holy cow. New York Post. The New York Post. And the New York Post, it was sitting there at that time, and an employee handed it to me and said, do you know anything about this? This is where you're from. And in the Post was a ad from Wagner's, which is in Oldenburg, Indiana. Yeah, good chicken. Which is very good chicken. And it was telling about the gauntlet or what we call the chicken trail. And I can tell you, I, I'm a connoisseur of fine fried chicken. And some of the church festivals and firemen's festivals and the restaurants in the area give you the best fried chicken in the world. And you will not go anywhere in the United States or the world to find the best fried chicken. Um, and it was nice to know that I was uh, in Rochester, New York, and I live in Cedar Grove, Indiana, to know that... I walked in and an employee asked me, do you know where this is? And I said, yes, I just <laughs> ate there yesterday, right? I just ate there a couple of days before, and, um, and it's a great thing to do. So uh, not only that, you can mark it off your have-to-do list, and you don't have to do it one weekend. You can spread it up all summer long. All say, year long. Pick out those restaurants, go to those, go to those places, and you try the fried chicken, and then you tell us what's the best. But I can tell you, southeastern Indiana is the fry, chicken frying capital of the world, and there ain't nobody does better than us, and the Guinness Book of Records proves that. So, And that's why I was good. When you were talking about chicken, the, the church festivals and firemen's oh. festivals, the five Sundays in July, yeah. there's a church festival each weekend. Yes. And they advertise it along the interstate there that, yeah, and, and, and then you get the church festival atmosphere too. So 
you can have chicken year round hit the five churches in July and then yes. you know hit the rest of the restaurants you know on the other months there when you you know can't get to the church festivals or farmers festivals but right and you know what's fun about frying chicken is is if you know any of the groups of fried chicken and I'm looking at least two chicken fryers somewhat that I've worked with fried chicken with for a while for the church and stuff and I fried chicken seriously since I was like 13 years old I can tell you that everybody has their own way of fried chicken yeah. And everybody has a special way of frying chicken, and everybody is the best chicken fryer. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's not necessarily the case. So you be the judge. You go out and you run the gauntlet, and we want to hear what you got to say. So if you think you're the man or the woman that can beat the gauntlet, we want to know. Thank you. I'm getting hungry. Me too. <laughs> we got tacos. We got tacos tonight. It's been taco. Saturday at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Yes, yeah, all good. So, I want to go back. Jeff talked about uh, the Whitewater Canal a little bit. I want to go back to the town of Metamore itself. So, it's a very old town, and a lot of the buildings are very original. Uh, they host a couple things. They host a Christmas walk every year during Christmas. They have canal days there. Um, and it's a lot of local vendors, merchants, artisans, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've got friends. I I have a jerky. My jerky and syrup sold there. Um, friends have Benevolent Sun Botanicals is the name of the shop they have, and they also have a bed and breakfast there. Um, in fact, we're going to have them on in a couple weeks. We're going to talk about maple syrup, uh, jerky, and elderberry products. So we'll have them on. But it's it's a town that thrives on tourism. That's that's how they survive. Uh, they're very um, musical oriented with uh, bluegrass, and they used to have the Opry, a little Opry bar in there that every weekend, you know, had folks playing. Unfortunately, COVID it really has devastating for that town. Yes. Um, so once this whole COVID thing's over, you know, please try to to take time to go visit them, shop their shops. Uh, when they have music, go visit their music. Uh, it's a bunch of great people there, and it's um, it's have, one of those hidden little hidden it is things. A gem. It's a gem, and it, I mean they've got an operating grist mill. Yes, um, so yes. they're grinding grain and using a using a water wheel. To I believe run it's a grist the mill. only water wheel left in the state of that Indiana. May very right. well be, right. and you and and Alan mentioned the uh, the the train from Connorsville. The train you can you can take uh, an excursion from Connorsville on the train all the way through laurel and into metamore yeah and you'll you'll see along the edge of the river and that kind of stuff yeah well and they do some they do like a halloween thing right right. they do during the christmas they usually do the polar express we loved it we did that the polar Um, express last year it was great you know they do a wild west thing where the The you know the cowboys and indians and it's yeah canal days they used to my dad when we were kids my dad set up a booth and we were right when you came into metamore at the main bridge there was a blue building is what I remember. It's probably not blue now, but the first building there on the right before you get to the canal, mm-hmm. that was my dad's booth every year. Well, the train would come through, and of course, I was, I don't even know how, nine, ten years old. We'd put pennies on yeah. the track. Yeah. Right, smash the train, out. run right. over it. But then every weekend, once a day or twice a day, the, the cowboys, and they would rob the train. So the train would come rolling in, and, and you'd see guys come riding in, shooting blanks, and you know they'd rob, pretend rob right. the train with people on it. Right. I mean, it was just really cool. Yes. 
cool little town. And and I and since Alan put us on homework, do you know how what Metamora was named after? I don't. It was named after a play from The Last of the Wampanoags by John Augustus Stone. Really? Yeah, and I didn't get to read any more into that, but that was what I was reading on. I was finding out a lot of stuff, and yeah, I didn't know that the town was platted in 1838. So yeah, it's a very yes, very old town. old town, a lot of history there. Uh, the horse strong, the horse strong uh, boats still well, the canal yeah, boats is really cool, but I think they're decommissioned yeah. now for, for well, the time being. For the hopefully, time hopefully being. that's yeah. something that's going to yeah. come back. I think the last few years at had- one time, and I believe I, I could be wrong, but I believe it was the actual only active locks. Uh, locks well, in the state it, of Indiana. It, it was, well, it, it canal was, locks. Yeah, so, locks, right. So yeah. you'll see some locks as you get up there. They they don't operate them anymore. Right. But it was the only aqueduct. Aqueduct. So thank basically, you. It's aqueducts. Right. An aqueduct is where they carry the canal itself over, the, over, over existing over a creek. Right. Um, and so it's like you know, like riding through right. a tunnel above a creek, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, what's cool lot, now is it's great if it's a walking trail now, so you can see it all. And yeah, really you can nice. walk along it. Yeah, you know, as we talked about, they got right. the walking trail Very now, nice. so you can walk along it. But that lock is on the historical landmark because oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. I guess I think it's the only the last one left um, that is still operational, but just not used. Yeah. And so, by the way, so we touch it is also a place where they filmed Rain Man at. Well, the, yeah. they filmed Rain Man at the Hearthstone, the Hearthstone restaurant. Right. Outside Cabins, of Network. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right outside. But, so. but the canal's right across the highway. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. Alan? You know, I've had too much to drink tonight. <laughs> or too much chocolate. <laughs> or too much chocolate. <laughs> I think it was too much chocolate. That chocolate was that good. That was some good He's stuff. A, like I said, yeah. I'm the ten- I like the Tennessee whiskey. To, it was smoother. It just, there was... Yeah. It's I don't know. Some it's good. good stuff. Good stuff. You know, yeah. I I had planned to have this whole list of stuff, and I was too busy planning the what? escapades back in the stone cellar that we did earlier this evening. <laughs> yes, that's the part where I was in the barrel and they well, made fun of you me. No, it was all good. It was okay. all good. I love you guys. No, I don't. I can't stand either one of you. So I, I think you know, <laughs> for me, I'm a bit big into history. There's just a lot of little towns coming there is. coming. To you know, there's Cedar Grove, there's New Trenton. Yes. <clears throat> there's not much in those towns left anymore, uh, but you got to realize there was a lot of history there. Uh, and you know, if you're coming from Cincinnati, take the drive, come take on the- out, check out what we got going on. Um, and a lot of you aren't from this area, you know, your little areas or your big areas, get outside town a little bit, check out the little towns, check out the little hidden gems. Right. You know, the little antique store that probably at one time might have been a speakeasy for all you know. That's right. Check them out, you know. A speakeasy, yeah, we, Underground Railroad, you just never know. Yeah, you never, never know. And even, know. even while we're locked down, you can still drive around in your car. So get out and just go look. I mean, go see what's out there. It's what I call the COVID adventure. You yeah. Know. Yeah. So right. once this lockdown's over with and places are allowed to open back up, you know, hopefully you can get out, enjoy them. Give them a little yes. support because I'm going to tell you there's a lot of small businesses are hanging on by a thread, and you know, you you could be the reason they they survive. That's right, and they're so. the backbone of the country. I mean, no matter right. what, the other the big corporations could disappear, and yes, it's a big hurt, but the little guys, all the little guys all over this country, is what keeps it going. So, yeah, support them when you can. Make your plan now. Go do your drive now. Pick out all the places you're going to go once it back opens, and then you've got your plan
go get some Skyline fried chicken. Take yeah. a drive. Go shop in Metamore. Go out to your country store and enjoy hmm. your time on the road. Have a little Skyline on some fried chicken. There you go. <laughs> I've tried that. I haven't tried that. You have been drinking. You I have been, been drinking, yeah. <laughs> so the word, what do you got to say? I think I think we uh, I think covered we some covered. good stuff. Yeah, it's all good. And, and you know what? I think we should, in the future, about once every six weeks, let's all pick a, a product or, or a place and yeah. talk about it a little bit. Sure. It's... Uh, I know where that kind of makes us more regional yeah. for this podcast, but you know what? Let's, uh, There's nothing me, wrong with that. You know what we're talking about? Let me throw one out there. Okay, if you're out in the Cincinnati area and you don't have any place to go, Frank Brookville, Indiana has a new hotel called the Cobblestone Inn. Spend a night here at the Cobblestone Inn. See Brookville Lake. Spend your time in Metamore. Go to Crazy Dogs. Go to Crazy, Crazy Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> Walk the river, the spillway of Brookville Town Park. Enjoy some time here in Brookville at the Cobblestone Inn and enjoy the local flavor because I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. It's back home. It's quiet. It's friendly. It's right on the river. It's right on the river. And people are easy going and you will enjoy your time here. So well, think about that. And even with COVID going on right now, still come get your room. You can go to yes. the walking trail. Yeah. You can get you some carry out from crazy dogs. Right. You know, there's skyline down the street. You can if you tell them at the cobblestone in, you want to speak to the guys that co- at, uh, at the, at the cross the line, 1524, we'll stop by and we'll, well I was going to uh, say, you right if you're coming out of town and you're, li- you listen to our podcast, email us at podcast at cross the line, 1524.com. We'll get together with you. We'll give you a special invite to the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. You can check out a podcast with there us. There you go. It's Absolutely. no better than that right there. Guarantee it. So for Cross the Line 1524, we've got Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and I'm Mylon Stanger, and we'll talk to you next time. I'll tell you, we had a great time tonight. Uh, you know, we started out uh, doing a little taste testing of some chocolates that had uh, some of our favorite beverages in them, bourbon and straight whiskey. And we went from there to talking about uh, some local places, either A, to eat at or drink at, or uh, some local uh, places to go check out and see what's going on. So if you're within the tri-state area, you know, give us a shout. Come on out. Try out the Chicken Trail or the Skyline Chili. Uh, you know, we got, got some great stuff in our area. And I'm sure all of you do in your areas as well. Go check out those little places, those little joints, and you just never know what you're going to find. There's a hidden gem everywhere. So one of the things we talked about a little bit was the, uh, talked about going down to Bargetown uh, to the Dant House, and we talked about Yellowstone whiskey a little bit. So if you folks watched a television show Yellowstone, this year you're going to see Yellowstone uh, bourbon as one of the advertisers on that show. And actually, I've seen a couple other shows that Yellowstone's popped up as well. So I said during the podcast that I believe that was a Dant family uh, product. Uh, they own limestone distilleries now. They've kind of reinvested themselves. So I did a little research. So it was actually sold. Their brand was sold to Heaven Hill at one time. Heaven Hill sold it to Luxco. We're talking about Yellowstone. But as luck would have it, the Dant family, uh, which is also part of the Beam family, so there's two Beam brothers, who uh, mother who's actually a Dant, so they've reacquired Yellowstone, so that's where it's coming from. So it's a little history there in bourbons, and there's a lot of bourbons, uh, old name bourbons that have, have come back and made a resurrection, so to speak. So if you haven't figured it out, we like bourbon. 
So if you got any comments for us, please leave us an email at podcast at crossthelinefifteentwenty-four.com, or you can go to our webpage www.crossthelinefifteentwenty-four.com and leave us a message there as well. If you would, when you listen to us, give us a positive rating, five-star rating, and leave us a comment. Uh, believe it or not, that really does help when new people are searching for podcasts. It just pushes us up a little higher in the search. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and we'll see you next time on Cross the Line 1524. Hey, pass that bottle of Yellowstone over here. Cross the Line 1524 is recorded with a live studio audience at the one and only Rusted Nail Speakeasy. the door.